Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk Opulence Podcast. Thank you for joining us one more again. This is episode three. This is your boy Rick. And your boy Q. And we're so excited to talk to you. Yo, that actually kind of rhymed. <laughs> so we can <laughs> we can actually go with that. Word. But let, let's get into the topic for today and for you know today's message. So But before we do that. We hope you're enjoying your Black History Month. Yes. You know I mean? Thank a- you for everybody that's out there supporting us. Um, we hit a couple milestones. We had almost had 100 listens uh, and downloads, and, and we've only been doing this for a couple of weeks. So we appreciate everybody out there and keep showing love, spread love. And, you know, we love y'all and we truly appreciate y'all. Definitely do. Definitely do. And I couldn't agree more. It's definitely an experience. We appreciate you guys taking this trip with us. As we try to deliver you some um, content worth listening to. Speaking of content worth listening to, let's let's talk about toxic masculinity and femininity, if I even said that right. And it doesn't even have to be toxic, but let, let's talk about those energies going back and forth as as it relates to relationships and different things that... You know, we kind of go through within our lives. So I know the movie theaters have been like kind of dead, but Netflix have been hitting us over the head with some some real good bangers. And we had a couple good releases, especially for Black History Month this month. And one of the common themes that I kind of noticed was either uh, a strong alpha presence or a strong masculine presence or whatever the case may be. I don't even necessarily know how to identify it, but I've seen a lot of stuff going up against, up and down my timeline on Facebook, Instagram, and on other social media, um, you know, outlets or whatever the case may be. And the biggest piece was Malcolm and Marie, right? And I started to watch that movie and I, and, and, Literally, I could see myself in some of it, and I was just like, "Holy <laughs> crap um is is this real and 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 I wanted to kind of like break that down with with you and 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 kind of have talk about some of our energies because we both have a kind of like a I'm the captain of my own ship kind of uh energy about us and and how people interact with us and 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 it, it's kind of just being able to speak about that is it's probably would be one of the best things to kind of start off with no nah, definitely uh Malcolm Marie I think was a very good movie uh big shout out to John David Washington yeah. and, and Zendaya um yeah. they definitely acted their behinds off sure. um obviously it was just the two of them which takes a lot I don't think people realize how deep you have to go when acting in for that long, and for people trying to, you know, oh, I just watched a two-hour argument. If you've ever been in an argument, you know how hard it is to have a two-hour argument and for, like, the the layers and the levels and the depth that they had to go through to, you know, captivate the audiences in the portrayal of those two characters. And, um, I just thought it was pretty, pretty dope. Um, but before we dive too deep into it, I want to uh, talk about, like, what masculinity is and what femininity is. Okay. Before we could establish like what's toxic and what's not and, and where did this whole theme come from. Okay. <clears throat> All right. We could definitely do that. So so go ahead. Hit hit us with the hit us with the facts. Cool. So the 
they both have kind of the same definition. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, the qualities or attributes regarded as characteristics of men, which is an ask- masculinity, and qualities or attributes regarded as characteristics of women, which is femininity. And um, in my own words, it's pretty much what makes up your identification as as a man or a woman, or how are you identified and regarded by society as one or the other based on your your actions and whatnot mm. kind of a thing. So it's kind of weird because it's very broad and it can mean a lot of different things to different people. Right. But like this idea of toxicity being thrown around the, the internet, if you will. The yeah, internet. It's been kind of, you know, kind of crazy to an extent. And I think it definitely challenges some people's... um positions on certain things like you find yourself defending things that you don't really feel like you should have to defend and um in this age and era of the internet where nobody's wrong it can get kind of get kind of weird for lack of a better term but nah i definitely and i definitely feel you especially when as we start to dissect what it means to be toxic and what it means to actually be a problem to people. And I think the word toxic is, is thrown around so much that we just got to the point where we call everything toxic that we don't like. It's like, man, you disagree with me? You toxic, bruh. You see what I'm saying? And it's, <laughs> it's and that's just like our our cop out to not being able to appropriately debate and discuss our feelings. But the Malcolm and Marie film was kind of a different level of that. You see what I'm saying? It was just like and you started to see these conversations play out and you can see how things may derail as two human beings come together to be able to kind of discuss what hurt me, what did not hurt me, and what actually happened. And I think that dynamic between uh, David Washington and um, Zen, Zen, Zendaya, oh, Zendaya, Zendaya, uh, was was beautiful on film. I think she, I, I almost to the point, I feel like she outshined son. She was excellent. Like and when yeah. I watched it and how she was able to kind of switch in and go back and forth and and not even that is just like the ability to monologue and keep someone captivated in your monologue is probably one of the hardest things that an actor. Sh- would have to do like we rode so many different emotions through that movie that it was just like wow i'm still watching this because it 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 drew me in and i don't know if it's because i have my toxic level future in me and it was just like yo what is this right and and i think as we as we kind of explore those energies of of what was masculine and what was feminine i think that's one of the the biggest pieces or one of the the biggest drawbacks for me or takebacks for me that i got from that movie it's just like man the interchangeable of who's masculine and who's feminine went back and forth no matter if the character was born a male or the character was born a woman i felt like um Marie in that movie, she had more masculine moments than actually John David Washington's character Malcolm did. And watching it, it, it just kind of made me to an extent feel uncomfortable, but in the same breath, feel like, oh, wow. 
That's a great point. So with that being said, like, what do you uh, associate masculinity with? So what what did you see in her character portrayal that associated uh, masculine masculinity when she was performing? So if if I'm honest with myself, her ability to double down and stand firm in what she believed to be what was done wrong to her and appropriately articulated without being overly emotional, but emotional and vulnerable enough to identify that, hey, you hurt me. And because you hurt me, these are the things that I'm thinking about. And you never address those things. You constantly swept them under the rug or bypassed them. But you hurt me. And and I think that's that's one of the pieces, even as as men, uh, I think we do that a lot to women, right? I think when we talk to them and, and as we speak to them, we tend not to hone in directly on the actual hurt that we're causing right now. And even sometimes a sweeping, yo, I'm sorry, my fault, is not necessarily enough, right? We have to get into the nitty gritty of why that hurt was hurt and then either provide a solution for it or here comes toxic future provide a justification on why I did it. Right. And I think naturally as human beings, we just provide these justifications to either double down on our actions to say, yo, yo, it is what it is. All right. You know what I mean? Like, like Jody and the vet. All right. You want to know the truth? All right, here it go. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to misunderstand you, but, like, the fact that she was able to articulate herself and separate the emotion from it, I don't think that's an, an innate masculine characteristic, per se. Like you said, like, humans have their emotions and how they feel or, the, or what the impact of what was what. There was definitely a lot of emotion being thrown around. And I think a lot of times emotion is categorized as a as a feminine trait which I don't necessarily agree with at all right um and the fact of her being able to speak up for herself or as you said double down I don't think that she look as a masculine trait as well but like as rather like this human emotion and I think it kind of like challenges that I think for me looking at the film it just looks at like two imperfect humans uh trying trying to communicate I think the to want to try to communicate is very, very important, whether that's in the form of an argument or speaking calmly or screaming at each other, what have you. Uh, one thing I did like about the movie is that nothing got physical. No one put their hands on each other. Right. A lot of times with the black community, right. when you think of that toxic hood love or that, that ghetto romance BS mm-hmm. that's always, you know what I mean, sold to us. You know, what I mean that that story gets tired and old. So to kind of right, see right, how how right. heated and how elevated the um, conversation, conversation got, got. Mm-hmm. and the fact that no violence or any anything physical was done to each other, I thought that was very important. Um, in regards to the, I guess the femininity, it opens up. She's very very feminine. She's coming in in that that dress from a red carpet event, looking beautiful. Like she's just like. Gorgeous, mm-hmm. and a lot of times when it comes to comes to women and femininity, a lot of that is very important from their physical appearance to what they're wearing to the makeup. 
But that's not the only thing she stays in for the movie. At one point, she's actually using the bathroom, taking off this this dress, Mm. gets into the tub, butt-ass naked, is very, very vulnerable, you know what I mean? And... Which is very intentional with with the direction I wish it was shot, and then she had a choice, you know what I mean? Because actresses have a lot of say in how things are portrayed. She had a choice, you know what I mean? Putting on like say pajamas or something like that. She was in underwear and a, a tank top, right? Which you know didn't cover up anything really. It was like there's nothing for her to kind of hide behind. She actually spoke about this in an interview. It's like she had the option to say like, oh, you know, you could put clothes on if you want. She's like, no, I, I want to be stripped of my quote unquote armor, and I kind of want to stand on my own too, like through the performance. I didn't want to hide behind um, wardrobe, if you will. And it definitely showed in her performance. It was like it was like all her when it came time for her acting and and speaking up for herself. And it was, um, I think it was powerful. That definitely attributed to. The message they were trying to put out there. Yeah, definitely. And and the symbolism in that also was kind of crazy too, right? Because mm-hmm. here it is, is she's stripping herself down to be very much so human. And, and then she got into um, the boy briefs and got into the wife beater, which is if you look at classic movies or whatever the case may be, it, it's usually the man that's wearing that wife beater to kind of say, you know what, this is the masculine presence of mm-hmm. it right um and watching her kind of flip back and forth through those two roles was crazy right so even as we kind of look at how arguments go through with men and women at times right you just there's usually one that's just has this Emotional roller coaster that goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down in David Washington's character, which was kind of showing the piece of how uncouth he was, right? He was yeah. just, oh, and just going off the deep end. And nine times out of ten, depending on what you say, even from a stereotypical type, that's usually what women do in arguments, right? It's just like there's nothing kind of from a baseline piece. It's just like, boom, I'm up here, then boom, I'm down here, and boom, you know, I'm everywhere. And when I look at Marie's character, she was just kind of like, yo, bro, I'm here. This yeah. this is where I'm at. I'm going to be even killed through this whole thing. And when I do have my moments of I'm calling you on your shit, I'm still going to give you the actual facts of why I'm calling you on your stuff. And the the, the Malcolm's response to her calling him on his stuff was so kind of like lack of accountability-ish. And it's just like, oh, and bringing it everything to everything but what actually went wrong or what actually was going on with it. And I thought that the portrayal of those characters and the, that argument was it was just beautiful to me. And I've seen a lot of feedback of like, oh, this is this was whack, this was corny. Like, I can't believe I sat there and it's just like I don't understand if people was really watching it with their true vulnerable self, yeah, or just watching it from the sense of like I just hear two people talking. And for me, I kind of attached myself with both characters, and it was just like, dang, I felt what each 
of them was saying. And I don't know if it was because I was being too vulnerable with myself or I got too many uh, future memes in my phone. <laughs> it's just like, you know, I was just kind of like, man, I feel both sides. I, I understand it fully what was going on and what each character was saying and how they just wanted to be heard. I agree. I agree 10,000%. I feel like it was dope how the issues that they had, it wasn't compartmentalized to like one situation. They talk about a lot of different areas of their life, but like there was a pattern in the way they would react to it. The, uh, there was a, a trend in their behavioral reactions responses. to, to, responses to like, whatever they had going on. Right. And um, it's funny because I'm trying to like critique the movie without giving it away, but right. it's yeah, not yeah, really yeah. a movie you can really give away. True. Like I'm not gonna get the topics of what they were arguing about, nice. yeah, right, right. but um, yeah, I mean, de- definitely go see it. Definitely makes you look in the mirror a little bit if you allow yourself to do that. Right. I think with art, which movies are art, same thing with TV, sure. TV shows, music, paintings, and it was shot beautifully too. Yeah, anything like the uh, some people are like, oh, it was a black and white that 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 did too much for me. But like the symbolism behind it, I just yeah. think maybe because I'm a movie guy. Yeah, like, I'm definitely a movie guy, and the way I look at stuff. From like the way the the director shoots it, right to to the choice in choice in wardrobe, right. to the topics, to right. the symbolism behind like like little nuances from him eating a mac and cheese, right after you know what I mean coming in from X Y and Z like it's it was uh it was it was beautifully done it it, it was dope and so I, I couldn't wait to see it so and I think the, the the next segue for this conversation is just more so identifying how either I've been in situations that have could have caused trauma or you know received trauma or been toxic right and while watching that film I, I just kept thinking like damn I probably do this to a lot of people right yeah and and when you think of the level of communication and what it takes right and and I've had conversations with women in the past with me it's just about Alpha energies, right? Mm-hmm. If you have two alpha energies, there has to be a piece of somebody that kind of either has to back down or understand what that energy means to that other person. Actually, let me back up. Whenever we hear alpha, we automatically think toxic. Like, you got to be the front. You got to be this banging on the chest, like, I am me, King Kong, you, Jane, like, you know, that type of, you know, energy or whatever. And, oh, no, it's me, Tarzan, and you, Jane. But, um, so, (laughs) so, and it's just kind of to the point where it's just like, that's not necessarily what alpha means. And, And if we, if we look at social media and the kind of how it's been portraying that, Oh, this person is a, a alpha or whatever the case may be. It's it's always always comes with some toxic cat doing something stupid, and it's just like oh, some hotep. T- See, my sister, the reason why you got your period is because you eating that corn, and, <laughs> yeah. and and if you don't eat that corn, you and it's just like nah, right? And and if we think about it, the alpha energy or what it actually means, it means someone who's actually willing to take the lead, but in and but in taking their lead. It's with the thought of leading others and being selfless. It's just like, hey, I would take the burden for everybody else as long as it makes everyone else happy. And and not to bring another movie reference into this piece, but you kind of look at the father in um, 
um, Lovecraft Country, and he's he's talking about how he sacrificed his whole happiness to be the man that he had to be for Tick, and it was just like okay. Here it is, this man who's struggling with his own sexuality figured out how he needed to stop his own sexuality life of exploring whether he was gay or not to be a man for this son that he was raising. And when you think of that from the standpoint, it also is a snub that he didn't get, you know, a freaking Emmy or anything like that. You know, Mike, he definitely deserves it. But that's neither here nor there. And it's just like we... we we think about how we jump back and forth and, and, and kind of say, like, you know, these are the things from a masculine standpoint or alpha energy that we don't necessarily put light on. Like, this is the person who's doing the most to make sure that his family is said, his tribe is said, or whoever he's leading is said before worrying about self. I think the alpha energies that we hear about the most are are dudes who are doing things strictly for themselves, right? Exactly. And that's that's not called alpha energy. That's called narcissism. So I think a lot of times when people, I think what you're referring to, I haven't heard the term alpha energy in a minute. And anytime I do hear alpha energy or alpha leader, or alpha male, uh, a lot of times I'm hearing about alpha male, like watching Animal Planet <laughs> with my kids. <laughs> Word. You know what I mean? And it's... Like you said, to describe a leader of, of a pack or of a tribe or, or, or whoever, right? But with that alpha leader mentality, it, you have buy-in from those that you're leading. Right. An alpha leader doesn't have to make it known that he's an alpha leader. It's something that's known. When it, when it comes to narcissism, that's something like where you have an inflated sense of self mm. importance. You know what I mean? Mm. A need for excessive attention, admiration, mm. almost like a tyrant almost when, mm. when it comes to certain things. Mm. So I've heard the, the term narcissism thrown around a lot. And like 99% of the time, it's associated with masculinity or toxic masculinity. But the definition of narcissism is not restricted just to men. Narcissism is a very general term. It's technically a personality disorder. And it can be held by men and women. And if you take a step back and you think about some of the self-absorbed women out there, very seldomly do you hear the word narcissism associated with them. No. What Which, we what we do hear is strong, go get an independent, or she knows what she wants. Or she knows her self-worth. Right. right? And I think which is totally understandable to an extent if you think about the audience or the people contributing to Correct. that narrative. Correct. Uh, I know on the, the last episode I talked about narrative and how society paints this picture of who we are as black people or who we are as people in general. And a lot of times the negativity thrives. Um, and we can't, mm. we can't overlook the fact that women's voices have not been heard in the capacity in which they should have been heard over the years. So... You're gonna hear more now, cause now they got the, now I got some shit to say. You're gonna hear what I gotta say. And we should have been listening to them. A lot of the positive things that are going on in the world are being highlighted right. by like what they're doing. Espe- what, especially what be- black women. Let's, exactly. let's just let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah, black women. I'm, I'm sorry. Women. Just... I don't even know I need to specify. It should, it should be known <laughs> that I'm talking about, you know, I mean black women, because black women are powerful, they're beautiful, they're they're smart, you know what I mean? They're they're leading the, the world in regards to the education. Uh, and their leadership, you know what I mean? They're, they're raising the babies, birthing the babies, like, like, like they're, they're killing it out here. And 
They've been very oppressed over the years, and they don't get enough credit. And I mean, and it's funny because like <laughs> I'm waiting for the butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not a butt. It's just like, hey, dog, I'm gonna let you take this. Yeah, one. nah, it's cool. You know what I mean? But the one thing that has been kind of stripped away from them over these years is like their humanity to an extent, right? And when I for say, sure when I say that, right, we I, can't forget that women are human. You know what I mean? Especially black women. Exactly. So some of the things that. And all we're talking about when it comes to this emotional stuff, masculinity, femininity, uh, to- toxicity, they're, they're human traits. You know what I mean? There, there's no one sex that's better than the other. Like, as humans, we all experience. But that's that's not necessarily pushed in, in our community, though. It's so not. It's, it's not it sh- it because be. there's, there's certain things that, ways that women should act and men should act. And if you subscribe to those mannerisms and those rules, it can it can get you in some Dutch, right? Um, those rules are changing, and I think I think what we're are realizing. They though? Yes, are, uh, I think what we're I think what we're realizing we're literally in the middle of change because the, the the stuff that your your grandfather and your or your great grandfather. So did, let's let's did, let's did let's, like, let's talk about that though, because and, and and I think that that's one of the biggest pieces. And every time we kind of you know touch on these things and we talk about oh and we hear people say oh you know. My grandmother and grandfather did this and grand or whatever the case may be. I think one of the biggest pieces that our grandmothers really never really told us is how much shit that she actually had to put up with. And and if you look at the trickle down effect of that, when she taught her daughter, it was like, yo, you going to get out there, get your own education because I wasn't able to do these things or whatever the case may be because I had you know, no rights per se in my era. And I couldn't go out and just leave your father because he was doing X, Y, and Z. I couldn't do that because there was really no space for a black woman to do what she needed to do uh, to provide for a family. And then, you know, we kind of see that trickle down through the era where it's just like a lot of women are, for lack of better words, less dependent on men to be men and more dependent on themselves to be able to provide because the opportunities have been able to present itself in a space that wasn't necessarily there for our grandmothers or our great grandmothers. Like you're not you're not able to go in and, and, and apply for a job and get a job off top just because you got a degree and all this other stuff. It's just like nah. And and if if we're being real, even talking about the disparities that black women face in the in the job place is just like, yo. It's a lot, but from an entry level standpoint, they're the ones who kind of get some of those entry level jobs, and then once they get into those jobs, they see the glass ceiling way quicker than what black men would see. Right? It's it's kind of hard yeah. for black men to kind of enter into certain workspaces, but after that, they could kind of excel on a faster pace because of the patriarch and how you know, yeah, not, not society definitely. works. I feel like there's a lot of these things that have existed over the years. And I just think you're, it's being more amplified now. I think it's no different. But why, why is that? Why Why do you feel like it's being amplified? I feel like it's just always been it. It's just it's just now it, it's you being, got more of them getting degrees and shit and, and doing their own stuff, so they don't, they don't have to wait. No, it's being when I say amplified, it has to do with um, awareness, right? But exposure, like you have you have the internet, you have everything that connects okay. everybody. Like even think back to years ago when the internet wasn't around. You talk to people now online. And it's like, yo, like some some person raised in Chicago versus someone raised in Connecticut, like there's certain things within the culture that we all go through. And it's like, yo, it's like we all had the same childhood as far as how we were treated as like black kids growing up 
or the certain like isms or things that happen within a black household that we all kind of mirror now as everyone's connected. And it's like, wow, like we're not that different from each other from like one coast to the next or what have you. But I feel like now, like like women have a, a louder voice and a, and a bigger platform and they're not taking the BS, nor should they ever have had to. And, and this is not to discredit, you know, I mean, our, our, our ancestors or elders who, who already kind of set forth the agenda, opened the door for all of us to get to kind of where we're at. Not saying like that they, they, they just took it lying down kind of a thing. Like, no, they were definitely fighters and people pushing the culture. No, and, for sure. And the agenda for women. Right. And, and But now it's like, I think the world is getting more uncomfortable because like, yo, we're not taking this anymore. Now, now the numbers speak for themselves. Like black women are the most educated group of people, period. And like, like, like run the tape. Right. Right. And, and it's like, and it's not going anywhere. So like starting their own businesses, starting their own businesses, everything. Yeah. And it's even reflective in what we just talked about with, with movies, right? Yeah. Like movies and media and art is a reflection of life. And we're just now starting to get more opportunities to tell our story the way it we was meant to, to be it. told. Shout Ra- rather, out to Re- Regina King. Yep. And Regina Hall and, and all them. And not have it like just ripped from us. Like, well, like, we want to direct this. You're like, oh, dope idea. But like, we weren't really Word. thinking about you being in this film. Nice. You know what I mean? But like now, literally time to change it. And I can't always say it's changing for the better. Like the overall goal is obviously for, for better. But a lot of the opportunities that are coming up are, are like capitalistic. It's like, okay, these black people want to hear their voices. Uh, we'll, we'll pay them and we're going to make this money off of them kind of a thing. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like it's still a step like kind of in the right direction. And... um. Back to what we started this next topic on as far as like what our grandparents had to deal with and stuff like that. I think that brings me to what I want to talk about, which is like how you were raised as far as like, like oh, a woman should do this or a man should do that. For sure. Like how how important is that? Like it's almost like a nature versus nurture kind of a thing, right? Like what are we born being told to do based on but you, our, our genetic makeup you, versus how you're raised to right. do one thing or the but other? But you got, you got people who have real... S- Firm beliefs in that. Like, yeah. when I mean firm, like firm beliefs, like, yo, women are culture carriers. They need to be the ones who carry the culture, not the ones who's necessarily, you know, being the providers and protectors, right? Um, and we, and, and when you think about dating, and, and I'll just put myself out there, uh, I, I've always kind of been of the space of, um, like, I grew up single parent home. See mom struggle, do whatever the case may be. So I was kind of equipped with all the stuff. This is like my mom's just like, nah, you're not gonna be one of these men that don't do anything. <laughs> you're gonna do everything. You heard? So it's just like one of the the main feedbacks that I always kind of had with women that I've dealt with is I never allowed them to be a woman with me, right? And it's just what does that mean? It, yeah, you gotta go deeper. So and, and pause. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and, and when I think of it, it's just like, you know, how some people are looking for this yearn of, um, she has to cook for me, she has to clean for me, she has to be able to kind of keep me to the point where I'm scheduled. Just the, the cookie cutter traditional piece of what it, what, how parents were raising young women during that time. Like, yo, you you find value. In, oh, you want to keep your man? Girl, you better cook that fried chicken with that mac and cheese and them, uh, you know, that hog head and them collard greens. And it's just like, nah, I don't, I don't necessarily need that, nor do I see the value in that because I could do it for myself. My my space is more so how can you build with me in a, in a different way? Whereas 
some people feel like that maternal sense or that feminine space is actually threatened when someone is not actually leaning on them or requiring them to 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 be that way and and depending on how somebody was raised if that's challenged then it's just like yo that's my value so now what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to bring to the table outside of box so it's just like you know okay now what right and it's just for me i kind of always came to the approach is just like I don't really need that. I'm I'm more so interested in other things of how you're able to kind of contribute to what I can do or how I can contribute to you. Um and and as most of my friends would say, and that's why I attract broken people, but you know, that you know, but that's always been kind of my thing. So it's it's always interesting, especially how we look at when you say when people was raised, what that actually means and what people value, right? Yeah. And that goes back to what we were talking about the last episode, as far as the opulence, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, what are you working towards? What's what's your ideal definition of of opulence uh, or of success or your level of comfort? What you're trying to aspire to? And I think it goes over to a much broader observation: is that like black, like like we're not a monolith. There's not one way mm. to do this thing, right? I think a lot of times with all the advancements in technology and information. We try to define everything. Everything doesn't fit in one box. You can't treat mm. one person the same way you treat mm. another person. Mm. And like there's not one like code to you know what I mean? To how how you're gonna crack it. You know what I mean? Like there's no like people write these these books all the time, right? Like how to like think like a man or some crap like that. It's like <laughs> dog. Like, like I'm glad you made your money. I'm all uh, for black empowerment and whatnot, yeah. but like that shit was stupid. Like you gonna you trying yeah. to c- kind of c- categorize all men based yeah. on this in a in a book and then so what do you think about Kevin Samuels then if that's if that's what you're gonna no I, I, well with Kevin Samuels I feel like I feel like he's very I think he has a lot of uh, narcissistic qualities to an extent what personally I I understand what he's trying to do and where he's at because it goes deeper than just the sound bites that. Get traction Word. on social media. I've okay. actually listened to him on YouTube. All right. All right. Uh, he actually has the um, he has a group where he's working with with single men and single women, trying to pair them together to create like black families. I think that's dope. Um, I think sometimes delivery can be very off putting, mm. which is understandable. Mm. Um, a lot of times it does hold a decent amount of truth to it. He's speaking from his his perspective and his clientele, which he 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 says that all the time. Right, you know what I mean. So it's not right. like he's not speaking. <laughs> exactly, he, he's not speaking for all men. Right, you know what I mean. And he exactly. doesn't just rip women apart; he rips guys yeah. apart yeah. too. For sure. But the the thing that gets the most traction and like rah 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 is from the women. Why? I think it's provocative. It gets I, the people going. It is exactly, and like, and plus, <laughs> ne- negativity sells, bro. Like, like we we touched on this before. Like anything that could be associated with negativity is is gonna sell. And it's going to attract the attention. I think anytime you criticize black women at any given point in time, it's going to get you more traction. What I see from Kevin Samuels is just like, Doug, this actually makes a lot of sense. Like, my man is talking about attracting the top 10% dude, like he's an image consultant mm-hmm. looking to prepare, looking to, to to bring together 
beautiful people, for lack of better words, <laughs> right? <laughs> or if not beautiful people, he's trying to do rich man and beautiful woman, right? And and I think when people start looking at it from that standpoint, they kind of be like, oh my gosh, that is so shallow. Bro, that whole world is shallow, right? And, and he starts to talk about, you know, how to attract a high value man or whatever the case may be and all of this other, you know, nonsense that comes with it. And it's just like, yo, this is what a lot of these type of dudes are looking for. Is this really what you want? Are you really willing to subject yourself to such requirements to be able to capture said person? Right. Yeah. And, and and for me, I was just like, and someone tell me, say, hey, Rick, you want to make a million? The only way you're going to make a million or your possibility of making a million is you got to run up this steep hill at a very fast pace a thousand times and then there's a possibility that you will get there based on this formula yeah no definitely I think- and that's what he's marketing he's marketing the formula of how to get and everybody's meeting him with like oh my gosh you just hate this you hate that you hate that he's like nah stop telling everybody they beautiful bro this is not a participation trophy kind of aspect we're dealing with shallow people we're looking for the shallow aspects of what's going on. We're not talking about your intrinsic value. We're talking about what the shallow world wants. So you got to feed into that. If you don't meet the shallow world and get out of the shallow world space, that's not where you're supposed to be. No, I'm a firm believer that everything is for everybody. Right. And, and, that's, day, and that's the problem because yeah. we try to make everything for everybody and be like, oh, no, girl, you can do this. Oh, no. God. You know, if you just put your head. Nah, fam. That ain't you. Yeah. And you, like, you, when I say everything ain't for everybody, like, honestly, the people on that show, I think this is a part that I don't know why I think it over, gets overlooked. They literally call in to <laughs> his show. And I think that I think that's the most mind-blowing part uh, of it, which is why, like, he has his lane. He knows his lane. He knows yeah, his clientele, and, and he yeah. speaks to when he doesn't. Word. He doesn't like fall off that script. It's right. not like he's offering something else. It's you know what I mean? It's like you. It's almost like you. You, you call in the pizza place trying to order a Whopper. It's right. like it's, it's not. It's, it's not the it's same. Not it. Not the same thing. You can't go to Ruth Chris and say where the chicken nuggets at. Right. Kind of a thing. But I don't know. We just got off topic like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> now, but it's still the, it's still the same thing with the whole you know toxicness and yeah. the masculinity energy and, oh, uh, yeah. and everything like that. It's it's still that because Kevin Samuels kind of he represents that in probably in a, one of the more more pure forms than than what we actually want to give credit to because he's speaking to a certain set level of man or whatever the case may be or what or, or the idea of what. Most women want anyway, you know, and it's just like, nah, I don't necessarily think you fit the criteria. It's funny you say that. You said the idea, right? Right. I felt like a lot of this, like they're legit ideas or opinions, if for lack of a better term. Like sometimes, like, yeah, who are you to tell me that I'm toxic? You know, what I mean, who are you? To, who, who are you to tell me that? You know, what I mean, <laughs> excellent. Like, like, what what is the standard basis for this? And I think it's a bit, a, a definitely a sliding scale. I want to and, spit a future bar. And, so, and, and, and it depends on your your vantage point. I I, I think because when you're at a different place in life, you look at things differently. You know, what I mean, when when I was 21, 
I looked at life a lot differently than I do now at 32. You know what I mean? When, yeah. when, when I was single, I look at things a lot different than I do when I'm married. And I think a lot of times yeah. you kind of got to associate yourself with the uh, kind of with like with the company you want to be in, if that makes sense. Like everyone talks about like deadbeat fathers and stuff like that, right? I didn't, I don't hang out with people who don't take care of their kids. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know personally people who have children that they're not providing for. So it's like I associate myself with people that are on the same, I guess, uh, wavelength as me. You know what I mean? Who, who take certain things serious and are moving in that direction. And a lot of times when you don't do that, you find yourself in places that you necessarily don't belong, which is why I say everything isn't for everybody. Right. And it's like, but sometimes you try to force yourself into those spaces and everything gets like mushed up. And like, cool, I'm all for new experiences, try new things, X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, if things don't sit right with your spirit or with like where you're trying to go or what you're trying to do or become, like, like you got to make conscious decisions as far as like what you're going to do or not do or what you're going to associate yourself with or not associate it with. No, for sure. And I think that goes into like what we're talking about as far as like how you're raised because everything can't be blamed on how you're raised. You feel me? Like at a certain time, like your your parents do the best they know how to do. You know what I mean? They get you to a certain point and then, then you become an adult. Like there may be some traumas that may have happened, but that you can't allow that to, to, to shape who you are. At a certain point, you got to take control over your life and there got to be some type of accountability. And I think going back to Malcolm Marie, as far as like accountability for your actions and what you're doing and also accountability for what you allow others to do to you too, I think is, is huge and kind of comes into play with, with all of this stuff. As it relates to like relationships and stuff like that, right? And 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 I think relationships, especially in the black community, is probably one of the biggest things that we need to do. Um, and we're talking about putting black families back together and and what it actually meant to actually have a black community and have that black community kind of you know wrapped around and and move forward and 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 which kind of gets me into the next movie that we. Watched over the weekend, you know, with the Judas and the Black Messiah, and and you talk about a pure masculine energy in my man Fred Hampton, and and kind of just like his understanding of what his purpose was, and how he was going to serve out that purpose, no matter what the outcome of what was going on, and 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 what was going to happen. Right, and it's just like, yo, you knew what it was when you met me, right? It's just like, don't I know you? You want me? We about to have a kid and all, and whoop, whoop, whoop. But I already kind of pledged my allegiance to the struggle, and I think watching, you know, my man Daniel. Uh, I can't forget remember his last name, but watching uh, the. The Kaluuya? Or Kaluuya or something. I don't yeah, right. It, but. but watching him kind of play that character was kind of chilling for me because it was just like, yo, this this makes sense, right? It Imagine being so enamored with a, a purpose. It's just like you feel like it's like, yo, this is the only thing that I have to do. And I, if I die doing it, then, you know, I lived a good life. And from a, from a looking like alpha energy type thing, it was just like, man. It was never about him. It was always about the people, right? And it's just mm-hmm. like in everything that we do and everything that we look for, there's power in people, right? And 
we got away from that. We got away from putting power in people. And 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 with watching that movie, one of the main things that kind of stuck out to me is just like, first of all, how in the flying F is Edgar Hoover name not ripped off of every freaking public institution in America? And, and, and when black people start saying they want reparations, bruh, yes, this is why. This is why you had a man kind of like investigate this whole man and, and kind of derail his whole life because he was able to get black people together. And when we start Not to just look black at people, yeah, he became, everybody, he became poor a bigger people. target because right. he, he was uniting poor white people, poor, as poor well. white people as well, Spanish people, everybody like that. That that's why it was dubbed the the, the Messiah because he was literally bringing people from all different walks of life together against the establishment and um. I just think that the movie, the movie was beautifully done. Um, I think it did a pretty decent job of kind of keeping it unbiased because a lot of rhetoric you hear about the Panthers is like they're them killing the cops. You know what I mean? All the time. All the time, right? Yeah. And this Cop might killers. I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but I'm kind of glad that they showed the entire thing. You know what I mean? Showed us, showed us a new light. Showed yeah. us a, a perspective of of the Panthers because, I, especially growing up in New Haven, and having that tie to New Haven and and how big the Panthers were coming from out of New Haven, like you couldn't say Black Panther for a little while because yeah. it was just like, whoa, wait, wait, what you mean? You see what I'm saying? So it's just that that's a big piece there too. It, so to, it gave to cap, us to capture their humanity. Right, I think was like amazing. Like the, right. Like they wasn't really out here talking about some, you know, kill cops and all this other. It wasn't like cop killer or right, anything crazy right. like that. They they, it was more in depth. Genuinely than that. about the people and like it, it always linked back to the people. You got to learn a little bit more about like the individuals and kind of like what went into it. And um, I think it was nicely done. And this this story should have been more public. A lot of people know bits and pieces of it. That's because like history has been trying to like keep it. Low key, keep it low key. But like I said earlier, like like times is different. Like we we gonna get these messages out. People are gonna learn the truth and speak their truth and and have it captured on film and in movies and uh in, in music and there's so many different mediums to kind of get it out there now. And it's like it brings bring me to like something I had written down on this notepad. Uh, like social acceptance, right? And in order to like tell the truth about our history, which continues to be whitewashed and, and downplayed. It's like, we're not waiting for social acceptance anymore. And I think the regular status quo of what's acceptable and what's not is being challenged to this day now because like we're changing the level of what's socially acceptable. Even as it relates to femininity and masculinity. You know what I mean? And I think that's the biggest takeaway kind of from all this. It's like, yes, there's a certain way or decorum about the way things were done in the past. It wasn't always to everyone's benefit. It only benefited a few, and now things are being like shaken up. And yes, we're in that adjustment period of things changing. Everyone's gonna have a lot of different points of view, but like, I think we're re-establishing the bar of what we're gonna deem acceptable or not. Mm-hmm. And some areas, it's a little bit more of a struggle than that. But sometimes it's like you're arguing with the wrong people. Like you, like you're talking to a brick wall, and at the, at that time, I think you gotta direct your energy. Into something else, or like to pick a different lane to kind of try to approach that situation. 
Right. So, and another takeaway that I, I try to tell people. So, anytime, so people always ask me, what do you think about the black community? I say, honestly, if you want to get anything to move in the black community, you got to get black women on board. Once you get black women on board and they believe in your cause, you can go wherever you need to go, whatever your cause may be. Um, simply because they, they are the, they are they are the community low key and they are. I, and I think I think for us especially as black men as as where we stand right now it's just like a lot of us is just kind of doing our own individual thing and trying to figure out our own path right it's just like yo I'm gonna just do my thing and we don't have that necessarily that familial piece that kind of brings us all together to either fight for all people who look like us or all people who are oppressed and things of their nature. But I feel like it's an innate kind of thing with black women. They always want to take on other people's social causes. And it's just like, bro, nobody's taking on your causes. Stop. Just just focus on yours. But then it's just like, nah, because if, if if I'm feeling this way, no other person should feel this way. And And, and one of the things that I kind of always said in my mind like when i hear the word black feminism i just you know all phrase i just be like yo nah that's not it like i don't know what, many, what do you mean black feminism because it's just like i don't feminism started with white women and white women don't show up for black women's causes so it's just like i when i start to think of it it's just like yo they're not there that's yeah. just that's not that you don't have to put black feminism onto it come up with your own word and not to say that, you know, it's right or wrong, but I just feel like they have their own space on what they want to do with the things that they're doing. And white women don't show up to their causes, right? In 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 these waves and these floods like we need to, unless it's socially acceptable, i.e. the back end of Tray- Trayvon Martin, the back end of Michael Brown, the back end of... um. The young man who got the little kid who got shot, but at the at the forefront of Tamir all of Rice. these, Tamir Rice, the the at the forefront of all of these things, a black woman trying to figure out, yo, nah, something needs to get changed right now, right? And we finally hear some on, on the tiptoe on the back of it of of some white women finally getting to the point of either endorsing or saying, yeah, this is this is wrong, but literally. For the most part, they're all quiet, silently. Like, yeah, I thought like it's very, um, it's crazy, like crazy how silence could be so loud. Yeah. Sometimes, and um, black women they do do a lot, and I, they they look at things more communal, in my opinion, because like they're the gateway to life. You know, what I mean, they 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 birth these babies, they raise these babies, they're they're their mothers, their sisters, their their wives. And like their regards for those relationships and their their brothers and sisters is evidently different than like the way men see it like throughout history, mm. and um and that's just being like like honest like they don't get enough credit, you know if you can't tell I I, I love our black women like hands down and I feel I feel we about to get labeled like uh, yeah Russie did nah nah I don't. I don't it's okay. Like we both got black daughters, so it's just like I'm, like, I'm good with it. But my thing is like, and it's crazy because, like, it is what it is. Like, it, it's very disheartening, and you could definitely understand and empathize 
with their sentiments based on everything we just talked about. Right. You know what I mean? So like that's right. why I can't get too upset at their view on things, like like the vision of their reality. If if they they mislabel some people as toxic or not, because like from their vantage point, from their perspective, like yes. Nah, I'm holding I'm holding everybody accountable. Yeah, like like, like nah. some of the shit that I'd be seeing them say, I'm like, yeah, it's a stretch here. Like yeah, I, but I get it, but it's a stretch. Like yeah. you, you're stretching too much. But I'm, my thing is like I can't I can't ignore the fact that like they may view this as, you know, as, as, as their truth. As, as slander. Yeah, you you can't you can't I think you can't deny people their truth because for so, so long people aren't aren't being heard. You could disagree with it. Like I said earlier, like, like, yeah, like these that's, are that's, that's a slippery slope. Now me. these are ideas and opinions, like as far as like what you choose to like, you know, agree with or not. Nah, for sure. Like, well, I agree with you or not, I still think you deserve to have a voice. Like, period. Nah, I'm I'm never going with that. Like whether you know what I mean, you should be able to advocate for yourself or give your opinion on on, on whatever whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, for the most part, but I feel like white women abuse that so much that I can't even say that. Like, nah, I'm straight. And now they're getting called out on it. Yeah, not at the rate that needs. I don't think it's at the rate that anything. (laughs) I'm saying, like, at the end of the day, like, we're going through that period of change where social acceptance is shifting, Uh, societal pressures. Some of them are being relieved because, like, yo, this don't make no sense. All right, even like, look at the way we're trying to raise our daughters, like. The first thing I bought my daughter was a, a tool set. Right? <laughs> Word. I got her a tool set. Got, got playing with a hammer and, and you know what I mean? And uh, like that lasted man. a couple of months. Then, you know what I mean? Grandma came through with the kitchen set and the Word. dolls and Word. whatnot. Word. Word. But I'm like, yeah, you could do whatever you want to do. You could be exposed to like whatever you want to be exposed yeah. to. Like, I'm not going to put you in a box. Yeah. Because um, I swear my daughter wants to be an architect. Yeah, like, the right? way all she wants to do is build stuff and, 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 and take stuff apart. And, and, and I think, and, and consciously, and, and it's funny because, like, you know, Hope said it, it's just like it took for my child to be born to see from a woman's eyes. And I know for me, that's definitely what it's been. Like, my daughter was born and all of a sudden, perspective change. <laughs> it's just like, oh, whoa. Like, and, and, and You got to be real, y'all. Like, to, to a certain degree, that's kind of messed up. Yeah. Yeah, because like I'm moving through life, kind of just on some like, hey, yeah, whatever. Whoop, 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 whoop. Everybody got to get theirs or whatever. Boom, 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 boom. You, you, you know, you do what you need to do. Hard work and things of that matter. But now, when my daughter was born, it was just like, whoa, nah. I got to make sure her name is like this. I got to make sure her. Ability to be able to apply to man, forget applying to a job. I got to set her up to the point where she can financially be stable to do her own thing, man. But what if she meets some stupid dude that's trying to mess up the legacy that I'm trying to put? It's like, oh, now I got to be able to kind of instill the the pieces of like, braid. This is what family means, and this is what your legacy means, and never minimize your legacy because you got to hitch on to another man's legacy. So this is this is kind of pieces that I'm I'm already. At week one, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking in my daughter's <laughs> eyes. And we go, like, look, homie, this is how we going to do it. Yo, your father know the game. I'm going to give you the game as best as I, I, I can. And, and and you think of, like, Nas and, he, you know, and his son daughters. And he's just like, you know, the father's players or whatever the case may be. They turn around and give his daughters or whatever. And and how our daughters changes in that, that nature. And it's just like, yo, bro, yeah. 
you changed me a lot. Like my daughter has changed my perspective on the world mm-hmm. for good and bad just by her pure existence. And it's just like I tried to look and try to see of how many things I can shield her from and how many experiences that I can get her so that she can come to her own conclusion without tarnishing or, you know, hindering her own development. And I think that's one of the the biggest pieces that I struggle with now. It's just like, damn, I, I don't I don't want her to do X, Y, and Z. But in the same breath, it's just like I already know the most sheltered kids, once they get out of that shelter, they are something else. Yep. And it's just like I don't want that to be her either. You see what I'm saying? And it's just like now I, I had to play with that whole swing of the pendulum of like go too hard, go like, all right, cool. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the game and you do what you need to do after that. And that's kind of like how I made myself comfortable with life decisions after. It's just like, yo, whatever you choose, I'm going to still love you. You you know what I mean? You my that's you my little home. You saved my life. So it's it's all good. I, I'm with you. It's crazy. You pretty much described what it entails for like relationship. Your, your relationship as like father to daughter, right? Those same ideals and principles apply to every single relationship we have in life, whether it be with women, whether it be with our job, whether it be with our partners, right? We're subscribed to the fact of what we, what it takes to get the desired outcome, right? Right. So people read these blogs or they watch these movies or they, 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 they read these books and try to get this, this information so they're making the best decision to get the desired outcome. But like there's certain characteristics that you can't really account for. And I, I call those like X and Y factors, like the, the, the variables in the equation that can throw it all off. Cause like you can, I could raise my daughter by the, this script that I've had, I've had double and triple checked and, and, and this should produce this. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> your daughter's sitting there like, nah, bruh, you know what I mean? I don't even want to do this. So like halfway through, something's like, nah, I ain't even trying to do this no more. Right. I always think about the um story uh Will Smith said uh when Willow was on tour for the um is the, the Whip Your Hair tour. Whip my hair. And she was like, Yeah, I don't want to do this no more. He's like, What you mean? Like, we got these stadiums booked all across the country. You know what I mean? Like we we're gonna do this. Like, you'll be all right, nah, dad, I don't want to do this. And then he wasn't listening to her, shorty shaved her head. And he was like, Okay, boo, we we're we're going home. Like now he went back into, you know, he had to revert back on the game plan, the script of, of what he, in his yeah. mind, he had to do to accomplish excellence. Yeah. Yeah. And the craziest part about that, in his mind, like, it could have been like, oh, I'm trying to be the best that I can be. There's this alpha leader, this right. this whatever, right? right? But at the end of the day, it's trickled with a tad bit of narcissism because it's serving the legacy that he wanted or serving right. the outcome that he wanted. Right. So a lot of things we think right. we're doing as leaders, right. as great right. people, For is sure. to fall in line with what I'm trying like, don't you see this life I'm trying to give you? Right. Like like who were you to like like no, like to I, say no. Let me right. let me do this. Nah. And we all kind of went through it yeah. in our own way. But like when you try to like fudge the numbers, you try to get the desired outcome, life will humble that ass. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Nah, and I, and I feel like that's that's for sure. And I, uh, for the most part, I try to not plan. So my 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 piece now is exposure. Mm-hmm. I expose you to an experience, 
if you come back and say, Daddy, I really like this, or if I see, like, now my daughter loves building, so I went and bought Legos and all the kinds of stuff, and now all she wants to do is build Minnie the biggest house or build Mommy and Daddy, <laughs> Mommy and Daddy's house, and it's just like, all right, bet, say less. If this is what you want to do, all right, cool. Now, Daddy, look what I built. Look at, look at my house. Look at Daddy's house. And it's just like, and to see that excitement and that exuberance come from her with learning and expanding her mind, it's just like, yo, bro, you, I, I see what you got there. And, and now I can, you know, I've connected myself with, you know, a few students that I have met, um, you know, mentored over the, over the years. And it's just like, all right, cool. I want to link y'all. So you have that exposure, right? So my whole piece is just whatever exposure sticks is what I'm going to work with moving forward. Nah, definitely. And that's all you can do is, uh, kind of, uh, expose people to different things. I think that's, like very telling about life. I feel like the world is being exposed to the things that were kept from the light over the years, whether it be the perspective and opinions of women or black people. Right. You know what I mean, and now with these two films we spoke about, and a lot of films are coming out now. The black voice is being heard. For now sure. the 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 historic definitions of what feminism, masculinity is, or like life or your experiences is being challenged. Societal acceptance is being cha- challenged. Uh, societal pressures are shifting and changing. And I think, like I said earlier, I think we're literally in the middle of a big change and shift, which is definitely being uh, sped up because of the Internet. And I'm just excited to kind of see how how it plays out. Mm-hmm. But you got to, you know, you got your principles, you stick to them, but just be open and expose yourself to a different vantage point, someone else's point of view. But, you know. And we're going to wrap it up, you know, based on that. I want to shout out to everybody that's out there listening. Thank you for listening to us. And and and, and just a shout out to Stacey Abrams, just because, like, yes, <laughs> you know, what I mean? just because. Shout out to Stacey Abrams and and everything like that. So you know, shout, if you don't know who Stacey Abrams is, please go look her up. Um, you'll be very much so impressed. She she's a phenomenal woman. She's probably with this country. This country owes her pretty much. Big so time. unless unless just she definitely it. is the epitome of Black history. Word. So shout out to her, and you know, thank y'all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.